0: Hey everyone, welcome to season two, episode two of the Elephant in the Room podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lawson. Uh, I just thought today that we would talk about some of the funny things that have happened over the last four years, the idiosyncrasies of this uh, pandemic, scamdemic, however you want to look at it. Now, uh, I obviously run this podcast about uh, the Elephant in the Room. I like to talk about those things that people just won't talk about in mainstream media, um, There's a lot of people that are awake and aware of what's going on around the world. I've just done a big walk from Melbourne to Brisbane from July through to September. I'm now back up in uh, Toowoomba doing a tour around uh, parts of Australia, talking about my walk and my journey through life. And I've found that during this uh, walk, uh, sorry, this trip that I'm doing now, I'm not going to walk again, during this trip. There's a lot of people discussing how funny some of the things that happened during COVID were. At the time, of course not, but now looking back and reflecting, it's quite interesting to sort of look at some of the the silly things that happened, and and I want to know, I'm going to put a question up at the end of the podcast, I want to know what woke people up to what was going on. Some people woke up really early on, and some people woke up partway through it to what was going on, and some people took till – They were told to get their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh booster. Then they started putting up um, posts about, you know, COVID being the same as the common flu. And it's been really interesting. And I thought I'd just touch back on my journey. So for me, I was caught up in everything. I was what you would call a COVID type when it first started happening, when people started falling over in Wuhan, when people were collapsing left, right and center, I was online saying uh, everyone needs to protect their mums and their grandmas. Everyone needs to adhere to the rules. Um, go and get your flu jab early because I had no idea about pharmaceuticals being evil, as we all know now. Um, so I was telling everyone to lock up their their grandmas and their mums and, and to ride it out because they said two weeks to flatten the curve. I, I was right on board. Now, the first thing that really woke me up, I was working in a um, place selling kitchens and bathrooms of all things. And I was sitting at my desk and I recall, I think I was having a and uh, I saw one of my friends and he was uh, wearing bright blue gloves. He had one of those uh, blue like head pieces on to keep his hair from going everywhere, I guess. And he had a mask on and he had a a, like a Chuck's wipe and he was wiping down all the um, taps and all the, the faucets. And I was like, what are you doing? Uh, uh, what exactly is going on? And he goes, "Well, you know, I was watching and COVID spreads on metal surfaces. When it falls on metal surfaces, it can last on them for six to eight hours. So I just want to make sure everyone's safe in the office." And I was like, "Dude, what? Look at yourself. What exactly are you doing?" And I actually took a photo of him and I sent it to him. And I was like, "Look at what you're doing." And I don't know if I snapped him out of it. I think at work, sort of half the people were uh, very afraid and half weren't. And you have to remember. And I talked about this in our other podcasts. When these kind of things happen, you go into four different uh, responses, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So fight, you stand up and say, this is rubbish. I'm going to push back against this. Flight, you run away. So we know people went off to Mexico, interstate. They went anywhere they could to get away from the debacle that was happening. Um, Freeze is when you become stuck. And you can't really think when you're in a frozen state, you can't critically think at all. And they were really smart because they made us be 1.5 meters apart and you couldn't go to work and you had to work from home. So there's no way to interact. And the only way to break that frozen state is through hugs and social interaction. So we couldn't do any of that. And the other one is fawn. So when someone's being abused and I've read about this in abusive uh, relationships, when someone's being abused, they'll often uh, actually look up to and be nice to the abuser because they want that person to stop. So they'll actually do anything they say and they'll even thank them. So like when Dan Andrews and all these other tyrants were locking people down, because they didn't want to keep on getting locked down and keep on getting hurt, they were saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, Almighty one, for locking us down. So it's really interesting. But that's the first time I sort of started to wake up to what was going on when I saw that happen. The other thing that happened for me was my boss got me to tape around my desk. I had to put a big masking tape 1.5 meters around my desk and I was working in sales. So there was no way that I could have even shaken someone's hand from that distance to close the sale. So I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. So that was the first couple of things that really started to wake me up. Another one for me, and I saw this and it made me laugh a lot was when you went to an airport and I have friends that went as well, but they didn't seem to cotton onto it. So you go to an airport and, and in the waiting lounge, it'd be a chair where you can sit, cross, chair where you can sit, cross, chair where you can sit, cross. But once you got onto the aeroplane, everyone squished in there like sardines as close as possible to each other. And of course, whenever they went to eat, everyone got their food at the same time and everyone put their masks down and ate. But no one could see that it, it made no sense to do it one way and then not do it the other. The other one that made me sort of laugh was when they started saying that uh, COVID was spreading asymptomatically so that people were getting it but not knowing they had it because they didn't get a temperature or any kind of sickness. But is that not just when you're well? Because you can't spread like viruses, whether you believe in the germ theory or terrain theory, you can't move a virus between each other without having a fever and without actually being sick. So if you're asymptomatic, you're actually well. And that just made me go, what the heck is actually happening here? There's so many other ones that came up along the way. Uh, I used to love watching people in restaurants when they go in with their mask on, and they walk in with the mask on. They'd say hi to the waiter or whatever, and they'd sit down at their table. And I watched it many times. And they'd sit down and go to eat, and everyone would just take their mask off because they were sitting down. And somehow COVID had a height restriction. And then when they were sitting down, they'd all be talking. They'd be spit flying everywhere or whatever else. And then when one got up to go to the toilet, they put their mask back on to walk to the toilet. And I was just like, this is so ridiculous. Um, then there was all the different restrictions they started putting in place. Remember, so particularly in Melbourne, they were saying 10K, uh, 10K radius. You can have three people at a wedding to so the bride and groom or one other. You can have five people at the wedding. You can have 10 people. It goes back to five people. It goes back to three people. Um, you can't sing at school. People aren't allowed to sing at school. Um, different things that kept on happening, like they closed all the playgrounds because they they didn't want it to be spreading anywhere. But then they said kids don't spread it. Uh, it, it just kept on going around, and and they kept on moving all the goalposts. And uh, speaking of goalposts, one of the funniest things that I saw during this time as well was watching the, uh, a news report on the TV, and there was a big football game coming up. Now remember. They had to say everyone locked down through 2021, I think it was, where they had full lockdowns in place, but then everyone was allowed to go to the football. It was like an 80,000 crowd at the football, uh, SNM versus Collingwood, and yet the Anzacs weren't allowed to march uh, and there was no Anzac parade. And if people couldn't see that that was all just about, you know, give them, them, uh, what is it? Give them bread and circuses and they'll never revolt. And that's what was happening. But on a particular news story, the South Australian Cho, the Chief Health Officer, remembering, of course, Chief Health Officers don't have any um, uh, background in health. They're just people that are ministers that get put into this position and get paid a fuckload of money. But the Chief Health Officer of South Australia came on and she was talking about the football. And it, because everything was opening up and people were allowed to go to the football, she was saying, um, I don't know about you, but if the ball comes towards you in the crowd behind the goals um duck it do everything you can to get out of the way of it if you have to give it a tap it away but don't catch the ball and everyone was watching it just nodding in the background the other ministers and i was just like what the hell are they talking about the football because you have to remember of course as well that in um in supermarkets so supermarkets were a really interesting one because of course they kept everything open during this time in supermarkets uh, actually, they didn't keep everything open. Only the essential services like supermarkets, bottle shops, and brothels. They were the main things they kept open. Don't forget that. But in supermarkets, you go through... So you go into, the, say, the fruit section, for instance, and you go through and touch... A heap of apples, bananas, oranges, you know, you're checking, you're squeezing your avocados, you're doing all these things. You then go and get all the rest of your shopping, you pick up your different plastic bags. Uh, There's another topic for us for another day is that they're trying to take plastic off everything, but everything's in plastic in the shopping center. I'm going to give you a pet peeve really quickly before I go into the rest of this is paper bags. I loved my plastic bags at the shops because I would bring them home and put them in my cupboard and use them for the bin liners as well. Now, I get paper bags in the shops. When I go to carry them out, the freaking things rip. You can only use them once. And now I have to buy plastic bags to use as my bin liners anyway. So it really is a pet peeve of mine. Anyway, in the shops, you touch everything and touch the bags, touch all the apples and bananas that everyone else has been touching as well. And they've been telling us that COVID spreads on surfaces. And then you take it up to the conveyor belt, which is getting touched by everyone as well. You put your food on the conveyor belt. You're standing supposedly 1.5 meters away from each other on the stupid markers on the floor, which is just crazy in itself. Remember COVID at that stage, they said, would drop on the floor and spread on your shoes. And then you get into the line, you go up to the front of the desk, the person picks up everything that you've already touched, puts it through and scans it wearing their ridiculous mask, and then you have to stand behind a Perspex screen to pay. And, I mean, most people that I know were paying in cash anyway, so touching the cash and handing the cash over to the register behind their little Perspex screen. How many places still have Perspex screens up? There's a lot that I think are never going to take them down. It's so impersonal. I hate talking to someone behind a Perspex screen. I always put my head around the side of it. I can't handle it. The Perspex screens for me were just ridiculous. They just made me laugh, actually, every time I saw it. Um, Now, there's so many other things that just kept on going. And and I think if we reflect on it now, if you were to talk to someone, if you could, could get in a time machine and go back to 2019 and you told someone all these different things that happened throughout the pandemic, there's no way they would believe you. If you told them people were wearing masks, they were getting locked down, they were having curfews, um, and five-kilometer and ten-kilometer kilo- ten zones where they could go, you've got to remember: if I have a five-kilometer zone that I can go in, and the next person is has a five-kilometer zone that overlaps mine, and the next person has five kilometers that overlaps that person, all these zones will overlap each other, and a lot of people will go and shop in the same shopping centers anyway it makes no sense that you say uh, that these 5k zones or 10k zones should be in place. And the curfew at nighttime was, uh, it, it was just a control mechanism. You have to think again, how could they say, is it going to spread less by going out less at night? Or people, what did they actually end up doing was everyone went to the supermarket and the, you had these huge lines before it closed each day. So more people were getting squashed in and Um, less hours during the day because many people would shop after work or at night time but this way everyone had to squish in and shop at the same time so for me that was actually ridiculous as well you you watched all these different things play out that people just followed and no one seemed to question and then of course with the jab rollouts everyone gets these jabs rolled out and you're watching they're saying uh initially astrazeneca is safe and effective they're all safe and effective the fires are safe and effective um just make sure you go and see your doctor or whatever else and get informed consent this is what they're trying to say and yet when you went to your doctor your doctors and your nurses were with apra which is the um head body for doctors and nurses in australia The doctors and nurses, if they spoke out negatively against any of the vaccines at all, if they said any negative wording, they would get deregistered. And there's doctors and nurses that are still deregistered now because they spoke negatively about the vaccines that were out there. Uh, So how could you get informed consent? How could you speak to a doctor or nurse about what was going on if they weren't allowed to tell you, um, if they weren't allowed to say anything negative at all against the vaccines, how could you go to see them about it? Then, of course, we saw the rollout happen, right? with AstraZeneca and, and and Pfizer and whatever else. And then we were telling people, I was talking to people from twenty twenty onwards saying that uh there's gonna be there's clotting issues that are going on. The other thing I talked about was it reinvigorates chickenpox in people. Of course They then pulled AstraZeneca off the shelf. They said uh, one age group could have it, the younger people could have it. Then they said, actually, no, only the older people can have it. Don't go give it to any younger people because they're getting blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis, all these things that we spoke about. We also spoke about the fact that if anyone gets these jabs in their body, in the animal studies they did in 2005 and 2015, all the animals were well for a while. The next time they came across a wild coronavirus, they got sick. And then we're seeing everyone who went out and got the jabs if they didn't have a reaction to it at the start, what was happening was next time they came across COVID or the the um, wild coronaviruses, they got sick anyway. So I think it became very redundant. I know from the people I speak to, a lot of people had two jabs or three jabs and they stopped altogether because they saw, and this is where it all broke down for me the most, they saw that I think that the governments wanted 100% of people jabbed because if 100% of people were jabbed, any sickness or illness that was happening from these uh, rushed experimental uh, gene therapies, they're not really vaccines. Any illnesses that happened, they could blame on COVID if 100% of people are jabbed. The problem is now that there's a control group because a lot of people stood up and said, I'm not going to get these things put in my body. And they now can't say everything's coming from COVID because these people who didn't get the jabs are going, well, I didn't get sick. So it's a really, really interesting thing to watch. And I think that um, yeah, there's just so many things out there that we watched on TV that you've got to remember as well. And this is a really big one and I'll probably leave it at this. And then I'd love you guys to write. Um, I'm going to put up a question at the end of the podcast. and I'd love you guys to write and let me know the idiosyncrasies that you saw, but also please share it out to as many people as you can. I'd love everyone to be on my podcast. Um, I was going to put a subscribe thing so people could subscribe to it, but you just click on follow on Spotify or Apple and you can follow the other thing that I found that uh, blew my mind, right, was initially they said, and you guys must be able to remember this, initially they said COVID, COVID spreads on surfaces, it falls, sorry, I just had a hiccup there, COVID spreads on surfaces, it falls on metallic surfaces or other ones, and it's a surface uh, virus, so you've got to be really careful because it's going to land on things and stay there, and, and you've got to be uh, weary of it. Then they said uh, all of a sudden it changed. Because in WA, in Australia, in Western Australia, a person was in a hotel room and somehow the virus went through the air and moved across to three hotel rooms down, even though they didn't leave their motel rooms. And then they said, oh, it's airborne. And remember, they said you can catch it even with fleeting contact with a human being out of nowhere, that just suddenly became the norm and everyone went, okay, now you can catch it from fleeting contact. And then the other thing that we saw, of course, was millions or hundreds of thousands of people protested all around Australia and no one was catching it at all. So the whole narrative was broken. We know that it was a farce. Um, We're watching worldwide now. They're they're looking into, you know, Fauci and uh, Boris, Boris Johnson and all the rest of the people and what happened, but we know... And everyone knows it out there. And I want you to share this with your friends, whether they're aware or awake or asleep. We know this was just simply a control mechanism. We know that they're pushing now. Uh, This week is uh, COP28, COP28, uh, which is they're doing um, climate change preparedness. This is the idea. And world leaders from everywhere are going to Dubai to talk about what they need to do to get their agenda in place for 2030. This is the Paris Agreement, or whatever they call it, We know that this is a control mechanism. We know the next part of it is climate change. They want to do climate lockdowns. They want to stop people eating meat. They want to stop people driving cars. And they're putting everything in place to do this. This controlled collapse of society, this controlled collapse where they're right now, the cost of living crisis, which they they've put in place. The governments have put it in place. We know that the... um, Big supermarket chains and all the big corporations are price gouging, and that's where the inflation's coming from. And then they're gaslighting us to say it's our fault for eating meats, and it's our fault for using too much electricity, and it's our fault for driving our cars too much. We understand and we know that the uh, carbon emissions that are out there, the biggest ones, come from just a few of the corporate entities out there. So they're going to try and go down a path of you can only travel this many, this many k's. They're gonna try with the smart cities. They're gonna try with all these different uh, forms of control. We know now that there's enough people awake and aware that we can actually say, we don't, we're don't. we not gonna do this. There's people building systems at the moment. that are parallel systems that are gonna be better than the ones that we're in at the moment. Uh, once you get that really working uh, and three to 5% of people move over to a better system, then that system will collapse altogether. Don't wait for a savior. Everyone out there can make a difference every single day by having the conversations. What I really think we should do is use humor as well. Some of the stuff that's gone on has been quite hilarious when you look back at it now. It hurt when we're in it, but I hope that everyone understands that I was only speaking out because I wanted everyone to see how stupid these things were. And I think now that we've all gone through it, whether you're one uh, zero jabbed, whether you're one jab, two jab, three jab, four, whatever it is. We all want to have a a great uh, planet and a great country for our kids that are coming through. And I really think that right now, when you're watching these things come through with the who and whatever else, we need to fight. We need to push back. Everyone seems to be quite complacent, but I think a lot of people are now just living their best possible life. Let's keep um, having the conversations. Let's keep having a laugh at what's going on. Laugh in their faces. Uh, Ridiculing these people will really upset them and piss them off. So that's what I like to do. Um, Please um if you're out in toowoomba I'm, I'm out there talking on thursday i'll be talking in aubrey on saturday and then heading over towards south australia if you uh love this podcast please share it out to as many people as you can onto all your different social media platforms and uh i look forward to talking to you guys again in the next couple of days okay have a great day peace